Living in America used to be a dream For so many people far away and unseen With their big cars and movie stars Living in America all hail to the red, white and blue Living in America was a dream In this land they tell you to reach anything you want But everything is possible, just believe that you can Cause we're God's chosen children Living in America with that long house and my picket fences Living in America As you may know, we have been recently featured in the press and with great appreciation have been receiving an overwhelming show of support by the community and even from across the state and country. So if you're calling to place an order or express your support for our position, please hold or leave a voicemail. If you're calling to place a death threat, please press 2 and leave your name, number, and address so our cousin Guido and his crew can pay you a visit. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, you guys. This is Richard Sachs. I'm your host on Lost Arts Radio. Thanks for being with us again. I really appreciate it. And I want to share with you some things with an inspiring guest tonight. But to remind you, any new listeners or anything, uh, if you're coming to us for the first time, we've got this problem going on in America and in most of the countries around the world in various forms right now. And we've got a small group, very small group at the top of controllers trying to implement a plan that they've been working on for longer than you would believe, probably. And they think that this is the end game now. And one of the things they're doing is that in about uh, 20, well, earlier than 2015, but by then and in 2017 and 18, 19, they started announcing what they were going to do, which there are reasons that they do that, of course, and we might have time to get into that. But they said they were going to engineer a pandemic. And when Dr. Fauci was talking uh, right when Trump was about to be in office, he said there would be a surprise. Obviously, he knew about it, or else he couldn't announce it. And there would be a surprise pandemic, and there was no question that it was going to be happening. And they had several exercises they ran through that simulated exactly how they were going to do it, including the public relations, what they would do on TV, issues with a vaccine, how the vaccine would be promoted, what to do against people who resisted it, about the masks, everything was pre-announced. And they were going to do it with a, a test that didn't test for anything, so it could be manipulated to create any positive or negative result they wanted. And that's what they ended up doing. And even with the announcements that most people didn't pay any attention to, uh, they just went ahead and most of America and the world followed it. That's what we're in the middle of right now. And we're at a turning point that is rapidly evolving into what will determine what kind of an age we move into, whether it's light or dark, because those are the two forces that are really behind what's going on. And there are people that have become valuable points of inspiration in this whole adventure because they haven't lost the original spirit of who they are, of freedom, of humanity, of life. And one of those is with us tonight, one of the best ones that I know of that can help jar us all out of complacency and remind us who we are and that this isn't really 
a problem provided we get our consciousness back. And that's our friend Tony Roman. So thank you, Tony. I know it's really a busy schedule for you all the time, and I really value your being here. So thank you. And I'm honored to be here with you and uh, all, all the patriots that are tuned in uh, watching and listening. And I uh, appreciate uh, the time that you're giving me. Yeah, thanks. And, you know, um, America is a major target in this global program right now, and there's a reason for that. It's the only country that I know of that was founded on principles of individual freedom, not the fake greater good that the government can misuse, but individual freedom. As long as you don't intentionally cause pain or trespass on the rights of other people, you can live however you want. And apparently we've forgotten that thanks to decades of uh, fake education and criminal media in this country. And the question is, can we wake up before the damage goes further? And so what's your outlook on that? That's a good point. Um, I think that, I think that people have been so, um, so selfish in, in, in terms of just paying attention to their own interests and following their own pursuit and their own pleasures instead of uh, having in their heart uh, love for something bigger than themselves, which is, you know, which is America, United States of America. Uh, it's the most blessed uh, uh, nation, you know, on, on earth. And when you talk about our freedoms, uh, you know, when people talk about the, the Constitution, the Constitution was gifted to us to protect our God-given freedoms. Um, so it's, it's, so our, our, it's our God-given freedoms first. And I tell people all the time, that ask me, um, you know, how come people don't have the same courage or are doing the same things that I'm doing? And I think it's because they only think about themselves first. They don't, they don't think about, uh, making the sacrifices needed for something bigger than themselves. Um, and, uh, you know, people, you know, uh, yesterday, for example, uh, I was at the Orange County Board of Supervisors in, in California. It was all over the, the, the news and I was asked to come down and, and just show my support, you know, for, for what was on there. And, you know, I tried to do my best to make all these events and I showed up and I looked around and I saw hundreds and hundreds of people, if not a thousand, at least a thousand, maybe even over a thousand that, that were there waving their flags and everything else. And I thought to myself, the reason why we had to take the day off on a Tuesday and do this and put, try to push these people back from trying to push this vaccine agenda, this mandatory vaccine agenda and passports and everything else is because for so long people have ignored the encroachment that's been going on for two over 200 years. You know, mm-hmm. people have just looked the other way and said, Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's just this, it's just that give them another inch, give them another foot, you know, give them another yard, uh, give them a hundred yards, you know, before you know it, they, they take a thousand miles or a million miles. Right. So I, I, I told the people there, it's all of your fault that this has happened, that you have to be here on Tuesday to fight this stuff. And um, in this battle for our freedoms, uh, you cannot give an inch. And uh, that's what our story is. We don't give an inch. Tony, what was just for the people that may not know about it, what was going on that day at the board of supervisors meeting? Yeah, they were voting on making uh, vaccine records. I think it was. It's very, it's very convoluted at this point because they keep trying to feign one way or the other and mm-hmm. making the opponents believe that they have a victory when they, when they push the pause button. Um, oh yeah, right. And, yeah, and they kind of shift gears, uh, you know, left and right. So at this point, it's just 
I think whatever, it, you know, whatever their plans are, uh, we just have to, we have to stop them and we have to, we have to drive them off the cliff and out of existence, you know? Um, so I tell people to be careful claiming victory when they push a pause bu- button or they indicate, you know what, uh, we're going to, we're going to back off for right now. Right. And then overall though, they, 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 they still gain ground, you know? So, um, so the only victory is unconditional victory. Yeah. And please surrender from the other side. And that's how we have to fight. We have to just wipe them from the face of the earth in terms of their ideas. So uh, an example of what you're talking about, just to make it concrete, is like with the mask mandates, right? Yeah. I mean, um, the mask mandates for us, you know, um, I mean, if you want, I can tell you my story. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. that would be great. Yeah. So for us, when I when I first heard of, of the lockdowns that were happening in China, and uh, the first thought that came to mind was in China, they do that, that sort of thing. That's what they do there. Right. And, and you know, if the citizens ac- accept it, they have to deal with it. It's sad to see, but it happens there. Um, and then I first heard that it was going to happen in San Francisco. I think that was the first first city in America that was going to, that was going to shut down. Well, and when you say it, what, this is what they do in China. What did they do in China? Oh, oh, lock down their citizens whenever they feel like it, you know, uh, put their. I mean, they welded people inside their apartment buildings. Oh, right? oh, yeah. I mean, none of it. None of it's a, a shocking to me. Yeah. But in America, it is. So when I heard that was going to happen in San Francisco, again, I was. I mean, I was angry because it was it was an American city. Right. But at the same time, I thought to myself, people in San Francisco, there's not a communist policy they don't love. Yeah. Um, but I was I was greatly saddened by it. But but then when I heard it was going to happen statewide when the person who I refer to as the tyrant, uh, the, uh, the tiny tyrant in Sacramento, I call him Gavin Pelosi. I don't even call him Gavin Newsom, Gavin Pelosi. Uh, you know, when he, when he, uh, when he stated that he was going to shut down on March 19th, um, I looked at my young, uh, crew who I referred to as, as the good fellows of Basilico's, you know, we're Italian restaurants. So I refer to them as that. They're young guys in their, their late teens, early twenties, late twenties, early thirties. Uh, I looked at them and said, look, we're not shutting anything down. Uh, we are going to put everything at risk in this fight because, we, you know, basically I'm, I'm being blessed right now to be, to be put on the front lines of this battle. And these tiny tyrants and, the, uh, and their mini Gestapo in this war, you know, no, normally it's, it's the soldiers that go off and fight. But in this war, they're targeting small business owners as the mm-hmm. enemy. So it's our obligation to be the soldiers in this fight. So I told them we're going to convert our business into a constitutional battleground and we're going to wage war on them. And, you know, they looked at me at first and thought it was crazy. I said, Tony, you know, you're going to lose your business. You're going to lose everything. Mm -hmm. I didn't care. I didn't think about the business for a second. I was excited to do it. I said, look, I'm making it clear. We may never get a customer in here ever again, but we are going to stand tall. We're going to stand proud and we're going to use our business as a way to fight, fight them. And and we're going to set an example. So the, the first thing I did was I hung a flag in front of our business. It says uh, "Live free or die." Don't tread on me. Flag. That was a signal to the to the community that we were going to fight. Yeah. And um, from there, I mean, the hatred and the threats, people wanting to. You know, I mean, it just it just came raining down. I mean, the incoming fire came from everywhere. Uh, so who was behind that? I mean, why why were people doing that? Well, um, you know. 
there's a lot of people who want to see exactly what's happening happen. You know, right, um, right. there's a lot of people on that side of the fence that that have been dreaming for a day like this. So, you know, um, a, 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 a benefit of what's happened is that you now get to see who the enemies are. You know, you get to see you, you get to see who's shooting at you. So, for us, um, you know, when I ban the mask, I ban the mask totally because uh, you, I mean, you can't even stand within you know tw- twenty yards of the patio will throw you off. And if you try walking in with a mask, we'll not only tell you to take it off, but if they pull it off and it's dangling off their ear, we'll tell we tell them it needs to come all the way off. And when they hold in their hand, we say, no, 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 throw in the trash, put it in your purse, stick it in your pocket. We don't want to see any remnants of the lockdown inside our, our business ever. Yeah. We've, never, we've had zero restrictions always, uh, no hand sanitizer, no social distancing. We banned masks and we did it publicly. So we proudly fought our fight. We taunted, you know, we taunted the tyrants. Uh, we've mocked them. We shamed them. We do it openly. We don't, you know, we don't hide behind tinted windows or a side door or, you know, we don't act like a, um, uh, what do they call those bars in the old days? A speakeasy. We don't do any of that stuff. Yeah. Because if you do that, you're playing the game, you know, so they need to know that their fate, they they need to know that this time they banged on the wrong door. They walked, Mm -hmm. they, they, they stepped foot on the wrong territory this time, that they're going to be bullied. They're not going to, they're not going to bully us. So I pledged that I was never going to just resist but I was going to attack the lockdowns and we did so with our actions. Um, every time they hit at us, we punched them back with our actions 10 times harder. And you asked where the hate was coming from. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was threatened, you know, you know, bullets in the back of my head, you know, pe- people called it almost every day threatening to kill me, burn the restaurant to the ground, um, spread the virus inside. Uh, we had one star reviews posts of hate by the hundreds. We had phone calls by the hundreds every day. Um, we Did have, the one-star reviews make believe that your food was bad? Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, that was coming from all over. And I was; those reviews were coming from around the world. And uh, okay, right, you know, the right. phone ringing off the hook, um, you know, with threats. Uh, then we had the then we had a criminal case uh, against us. We had ABC violations, which the Alcohol Beverage Control Board violations against us. We had sting operations on us. We had OSHA federal agents come by with a uh, with a search warrant with the police. We stonewalled them. They didn't get in. Uh, we stonewalled everybody. We've stonewalled. Not, there's no footprints of the enemy inside our inside our business. So they weren't um, willing to turn it into a second Waco, basically. It's up to them. You know? I mean, it, so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've been standing tall now for what 14 months. I mean, since day one. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, and, and I tried pleading with people business owners around the world who would call me, you know, mostly around the nation, but a lot around the world too. A lot of them would drive down from all air, all areas of, of California, even to sit down and talk with me and say, how, you know, how, how are you doing this? Do you have, do you have good lawyers? Do you have, yeah. you know, do you have politicians in your pocket? Are you in the mafia? People even ask me, it's like, no, 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 you don't need any of that. Um, you don't need lawyers. I don't have lawyers. Right. You, know, you don't need lawyers to stand up and fight. In fact, lawyers, I would say fire them because all they do is they try to talk you into complying, you know, and going mm. soft. Yeah. You know? so, so for me, um, that's not going to happen. So just for the people coming from a place of when wanting to understand this whole thing so they know what they obviously need to do, w- let's tell people 
what is the supposed justification for these lockdowns and what are they and what are they supposed to accomplish? Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, when people come to me and say things, okay, I'll give you an example. I was at, you know, I go to these, you know, I go to these events and and people also come into the business and ask us to endorse this and endorse that and do this and do that. I'm very careful because I've kept my stand very pure and true Mm-hmm. Uh, about freedom and liberty only, and that should apply to all Americans. I have people asking me to endorse them for, you know, uh, for their ca- campaigns. I ask people to to endorse this this uh, you know this movement and that one, and, right. and I'm careful because um, you know because you can't you 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 have to you have to remember something. This is very very important. I tell people this all the time. Don't use excuses to take your, your stance, such as people will hand me pamphlets and loopholes and laws and exemptions. Say, Tony, use this. Tony, use that. Use this. Use it. I say, get it out of my face. Because once you start using exemptions, you fall into the trap. You're then almost like you're in the former Soviet Union where they stop you on the street and ask you for your papers and you have to have, you have, to have an excuse. Right. So for me, I keep it simple. I keep it very, very simple. I say, I'm a free American. It's about freedom only. I'm honoring the founders of our country. I'm, um, I'm honoring our brave men and women of the military who defended our freedoms for 244 years. I tell people, when you feel fear, think about those men and women who have, over the course of our history, faced real bombs and bullets and given their lives. When you're afraid to lose a liquor license or a business license or citation or get fined, even, even, even become, you know, even if you're arrested, think about what they gave up. Um, then maybe you'll find the same courage that I have. But, um, yeah, so, uh, you know, as, as far as, you know, the mask too, you know, when people say, you know, yeah, yeah, Tony, you're absolutely right. Cause the masks don't work. Or they say, yeah, you're absolutely right. Tony, what you're doing because COVID is BS. You're missing the point. Whether okay. those things work or not, or COVID is real or not, right? Or the virus is real or not. It That's doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because whether they work, whether the virus was real or not, or the mask works or not, is not the point. Even if they were, right? Even Freedom if they were, not it's, conditional. It's, that's right. It it has no bearing on our freedoms at all. And there's no there's nowhere in the Constitution where you see where you see anywhere where it says your freedom are dependent on science, right? Never. Or, or the rulers not declaring an emergency at the moment. That's right. So, um, you know, um, so it's a difference between a free country and a slavery country. That's it. And if let's make it clear in the sense that imagine that this was a pandemic and Joe Biden was correct that 200 million Americans were already dead from it a few months ago because he did say that on video. Mm -hmm. If that were true, that would make zero change in, in the stance, correct? Exactly. Because I think, I think if I was, you know, I think if I was reckless, if there, if, if there was something real, like, let's say, let's go back 200 years or 20 years, let's say it was uh smallpox, right? right? Right. And there was a 60% chance of death and people are, you know, dropping like flies all around you. If right. I'm, if I'm operating a reckless business, I can understand where somebody would come in and talk to me and say, Tony, you know, you need to like, you know, you need to help us here. Right. Um, and, and, you know, even in the past when I've had, when I've had employees that, that had the flu or cold or anything, mm-hmm. I would send them home. That's what, right. a, that's, that's what a rational person does. 
But you, you know, do it because you're intelligent, not because you're being forced to. That's exactly it. That's exactly right. And and if you want to be 100% safe, and it's, it still doesn't guarantee you anything, let's say 99.9, stay home and don't go out and don't interact with anybody. Right. Right. And, and suit up in a moon suit. You For know, your whole life. Have a shot. Yeah. Right. yeah. But don't, but, but, but because you fear something, um, don't, don't, don't try to confine me and tell me how to live my life, you know? Right. So that's a great point that it doesn't matter that the pandemic is fake and that they're all the diagnoses are wrong and it, it, it's irrelevant to what irrelevant. you're saying. That's right. It takes it's a whole, whole argument. Yeah, you have to be careful not to go, not to engage. That's what they want you to do. They want to engage you, and then they want to grab you by, by the throat and drag you down the rabbit hole of this argument. That's why, for example, right. that, that that's why. So what I've done is I've given them, I have, in the way I've taken my stand, I've given them no authority over me. And, for example, when we had our, our, our court dates for the ABC violations, okay, the first time, the very first one I went to because I wanted to see what it what a clown of a court it was. First thing I did was I was the first person ever to get into the building and into the courtroom without a mask because I refused. They tried to stop me at the door with, with, with security guards and everything else. And I said, look, if you're not letting me in, we're going to have the court hearing in the parking lot. I have the right to face my accusers. I did not cave. I stood outside until they argued on, on the inside. They finally caved. They, they, my, my, the, the way I operate is I, I always try to force them to surrender to, to me. I'm just not surrendering to anybody because I know I'm on the right side of this. So I got in with that mask. I saw what a clown of a court it was. Um, I, I, I confirmed my s- suspicions, which were their minds are made up on the science. Their, their, yeah. their minds are made up on what they're going to try and try and do to us. Um, they're all, they're all G- Gavin Pelosi appointees, you know, uh, it's an uphill yeah. battle. So I said to myself, good. When they continued it, I didn't go to court. And I have never gone to any of the court dates since. I don't show up. Instead, on the court date when it comes, I fire off a video that mm-hmm. basically shames them, mocks them, challenges them to stand down. Um, I basically, you know, just it's kind of an embarrassment for them. And and I do that because here they are sitting in a, in a courtroom waiting for me to show up and appear I will never go on bended knee again and ever, ever, um, uh, uh, you know, never be put in a, in a position where it appears that they're my overlords, you know, where I'm standing before them. Right. I'm not doing that. So I, so I don't go to court and they've never faced this before and they don't know how to handle it. They're still trying to figure it out. Some so. people say that by entering a courtroom, you're giving up jurisdiction. That's right. So I'm not doing it. Yeah, I'm not doing it. And I'm challenging everyone else to do what I've done. And I, I, you know, at first, you know, I tried to, I tried to, uh, give people the benefit of the doubt when they would, when they would call me. I, you know, I launched this, I launched this website called Make Restaurants Great Again. And it was, it's a, uh, it's a website that challenges all businesses to follow the criteria of standing up that we've done. And to this day, still I have zero zero businesses who will do what I've done. They won't do all five. And, um, and you know, they'll, they'll, they'll walk in the business. They'll sit down and talk to me. I can see they get fired up. They get excited. Then when they leave, I'll wait to, I'll wait to hear from them and, and I won't hear anything. I'll follow up and they'll say, you know, I just, I just can't, I just can't do it. 
Okay, so so you've got steps that they need to follow, right, on the website. Yeah. Uh, MakeRestaurantsGreatAgain.com. Yep, and, and I got, we have, you know, all of my videos to the, uh, to the court, uh, they're all there. Um, okay. You know, rejecting the court dates. Um, yeah. My interaction with OSHA is there where I, where I uh, stonewalled them from coming in with a warrant. Um, yeah, I mean, a lot of my stuff is there. It just makes it easy. So do you want to go over the steps? Let's talk to business owners for a minute. And, you know, they can, you guys who are owning businesses that are watching this, you can say, all right, what would you do in this situation? Could you follow these steps? Yeah. Let's, let's go over the steps. Yeah, sure. So, so you, you have to make your, st- you have to make your stated stand bigger than yourself. Has to be in, in honor of our freedoms, honor of our founders, honor of our military. Has to be those things. Two, I want you to fly a don't tread on me flag and American flag in front of your business to make it clear that you're taking a stand. Three, um, uh, zero restrictions inside and out. Operate fully, openly, and boldly. And the fifth thing is you have to ban masks. The masks are the greatest weapon of the lockdown. That, that, that's what they're using. It's fear, control, and surrender, and everything else. And because people caved and wore masks, which you've never done. And so, I mean, you, you won't find our, our employees. I mean, there's no sign of mask in a restaurant and there never was. Um, that the, the mask has slowly turned into the vaccine, you know? Uh, exactly. That's it. Yeah. So, oh, and the other thing is, you know, you need, you, you need to fight early. You, you need to step in the ring in round one. So many people now are saying, you know, I think I'm ready to fight now. It's like, well, it's been four, 14 months. Things are loosening. Right. It's almost like a boxer stepping into the ring in round 12 when your opponent has knocked you out already and you're waking up and you're swinging at nobody. Yeah. Your your punches have no no impact. You have to fight in early rounds. At this point, if people haven't, but they realize what they should have done, they can still start at this point. They can start. But the problem is the other side is already emboldened. So what they have to do is now gear themselves up for I mean, fight now best you can. But you, but if you're going to do it, I mean, you got to do it. You got to do it hardcore. Okay. And the next time it happens, you got to pledge to yourself that you're going to take a bold stand day one. Right. The other thing is you mentioned things are loosening up, but there are a lot of people that are analyzing this from a, you know, strategy point of view had predicted already that, that in order to fool the public, they would loosen restrictions and then tighten them again. Exactly. And each time they retighten them, they'd be a little tighter, and they'll eventually merge into adding climate lockdowns. Oh, I in addition, in addition to that, I think you're right, 100. percent I think that, yeah, I think, <clears throat> you know, it's it, it, when, you know when you mention that, it makes me think of people, <clears throat> even in red states like Mississippi, Texas, and Florida, where suddenly they're they're handing back their freedoms, and these people act like they have Stockholm syndrome, and they're thanking yeah. and praising their leaders. Thank uh-huh. you for giving us back our, you know, peace by peace freedoms. Oh, we're so grateful, you know. No, these leaders who, if, if you're a leader in any, if there's a leader in any state, any territory in this country, anyone that's responsible for a branch of government that has enforced any part of the lockdown, has shut down for one day, they can never be trusted to run government in this country again. We have to raise our standards yeah. for the candidates that we have running because, you know, even people coming to me saying, what about DeSantis? No, 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 no. He shut down too. Well, yeah. you know, they'll, they'll say, well, 
they'll, they'll make excuses for him. He didn't know. He didn't know. You know, he didn't know how serious. Wait a second. What do you mean he didn't know? The Constitution was sitting in front of his face. Okay. And if he didn't know, then he's not smart enough and he's not American enough to know yeah, yeah, um, yeah. how to govern. So, um, you know, the, con- the con- Constitution is buried under so many layers of crap now that you can't even find it, you know? So, um, so we need to go back to the basics. Uh, right. That's what needs to happen. And, and what's great about it is not that it's a constitution because it could be full of all kinds of garbage and still be a constitution. The thing that's great about it is that it's based on God-given rights and not the rights as privileges from authorities, right? Not, yeah. just, not just government, but health authorities. Exactly right. And yeah, people, and they made that clear. I mean, it, you know, it was, it was a God-inspired constitution. So. Right. And it also says, yeah, America has a special position and it's a special target right now because of those stated freedoms coming from God. But one of the things that is very clear in the Declaration of Independence is that those rights and freedoms belong to everybody in every country because they don't come from the country. That's right. It's just that they're acknowledged here, or they used to be. Yeah, yeah. We should all have the same rights. Exactly. That's right. exactly it. Yeah. So, yeah. Somebody, you know, going back to that, you know, talking about the country. Somebody asked me once for an interview I did with some somebody uh, in Germany, and yeah, when, yeah. I was, and when, when we we're about to about to close the interview, he said, "You know, it kind of reminds me of when the when the Berlin Wall finally came down at the, after thirty years of suffering, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, when this whole thing ends." And I said, "Wait." I said, you know, think about what you what you just said. I wonder if those people, after 30 years of suffering, when the wall came down, thought to themselves, why do we wait 30 years to fight? Why didn't we fight on right. day one right. and, and not allow this wall to be built in the first place? Right? Yeah. yeah. So um, people better wake up, I'm telling you. The whole conversation was wrong from the beginning, and I, I think it's been very skillfully um, diverted by media and by education, which is a system of removing common sense and any memory of freedom from the whole population. So at this point, there has to be a reversal and awakening. When you're talking to the people about what they need to do with their own business to come back to normal, you said so far nobody's doing it, right? Nobody's doing everything that we've done. Nobody will do it. Nobody will do it all the way. Nobody will be will be bold. You know, I'll give you an example. When we were getting, when we, you know, when, when, when they hit at us, we, we, we hit it back harder, as I explained. So, you know, and sometimes I'll do it with a, you know, with a smile on our face because when you punch somebody in the face and they smile at you, you know, you're in, in for a fight. Like, oh my God, just punch right. like as hard as I could. He just, he smiled and winked at me. Are you kidding me? I better run the other <laughs> way, right? So, <laughs> so right. when we, when we were getting a lot of hate from LA, we were, I mean, there were, there were celebrities up there launching boycotts and we had all kinds of stuff going on. Wow. And, um, you know, we did this funny, uh, voicemail greeting on our phone. I uh, wanted to play that for this show. Maybe we I could send you the link right now if you want. Yeah, do, because this is recorded. Everybody we're recording this before. Yeah. Let me it. send that to you. Uh, now it's, it's actually pretty funny, but when we, um, when we, you know, we're getting getting all that hate. We the first thing we did, we're getting so many calls. We're tired of of answering the phone. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, so I wrote this script. I had one of my guys uh, record uh, you know a funny uh, voicemail greeting. You know, and uh, you know people are always asking us if oh you're Italian, you must be in the mob and all this stuff. So 
So right. I was like, okay, you know what? Uh, we're going to have fun with that. So yeah, it's not a bad um, suggestion. Yeah. So here, I'm going to send it to you now. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to send it to you now, but um, you can play it. But we're gonna, uh, yeah, we're so, going to put it in the intro to the show. Sure. Okay. And then, uh, so what happened was I, I, um, I thought about it. I thought, you know what? How do I get some good old fashioned Italian revenge on these people in LA? Because for me, uh, I, you know, I want them to understand that when they, you know, when they come after us, we're going to push them back harder and dig in more. And it's going to, you know, there was a, there was a great NFL f- football coach who once said his, he, he had this saying, he said, fatigue makes cowards of us all. So who is going to feel fatigue first? It's a battle of wills. Are they going to grind you down or are you going to stand up and wear them down? And that's why, that's why I tell people all the time, you may not have a business or a church, a high, you know, that has a, uh, profile or that gets attention, but you can turn the ground under your feet each day into, into your own personal constitutional battleground mm-hmm. where when you're facing the enemies of freedom, you have to wear them down. For example, when you watch somebody walk into a business and you watch them reaching in their pocket, pulling their pocket out, pulling the, the mask out, putting it on before they even asked. It's like you're, it's like you're waving the surrender flag already before you even yeah. enter the battle. So yeah. you have to go in there and make them tackle you to the ground and force it on your foot. You need to wear them out to the point where they say, I never want to go through that again. Uh-huh. Uh, and in fact, maybe if my boss keeps making me check mass at the door, I might quit this job. Uh, but instead, people will walk in and you'll hear them say things like, you know, I don't want to wear the mask. But I don't feel like fighting today. I'll just put it on. They've already given up. Right. So, so when the thing happened in L.A., um, you know, there's a funny line in the Godfather movie. I don't know if you've ever seen it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the famous line is leave the gun, take the cannoli, you know, right, it's right. a funny line. So right. I thought, okay, you know what? I'm going to borrow from that and I'm going to change it and say, leave the mask, take the cannoli. Yeah. We did a funny, you know, we did a funny slogan. Um, we, we ran a billboard up there in the heart of LA in Beverly Hills for a month. And it was a 40 foot, uh, 48 foot billboard giant. And it made their heads just boom, explode. You know? <laughs> and yeah, it was funny. And, it, you know, and it felt really good. It's just part of our history. But, um, but, but, you know, I, I, I was lucky to find somebody who finally agreed to run it. I didn't think that billboard would go up until I stood underneath it, you know, the morning they actually put it out and watch it roll across because everyone said, no, it's too controversial. Right. After she ran it, she said she almost lost her job. She could never run it again or do business with me again. Who, who is that? Some kind of uh, agent for the it company? Was a, yeah, it was an agent. Yeah, it was an agent for for an advertising company. And uh-huh. since then, nobody, nobody nationally. I, I mean, I've, I've called every agent possible. They will not run any ads uh, from wow. us anywhere. Wow! Wow! Um, yeah. So. Okay, so I have a question. Um, yeah. We talked about, which is really good clarification. The point is the different. What kind of a country is America? Is it based on individual freedom, or is it based on following orders, like the Third Reich was, and and like most countries are in some way? And we decided, all right, it's a country that's written in the founding documents that it's founded on uh, natural rights from God for the individual, as long as you don't intentionally go and harm somebody else, yeah. other than self-defense. I mean, but but there are a lot of people in those stores that you mentioned with the guard at the door telling people to put on masks. And most of those employees have been 
I don't know how, but they got to the point where they actually believe that the pandemic is like going to kill them any second. And we said that compared to the main point, that's irrelevant, right? But does it have a place to let those guys know it's all made up or, or is it so irrelevant that that shouldn't even be brought up? I don't think it should. I think it's up to the person. And I think, I think you'd be surprised. I think a lot of these, a lot of these people, I mean, th- think about it. The people on the front lines, like, like police officers who are arresting people you know, that are going into businesses without masks, right. arresting people that are doing things that are against the uh, lockdowns. Um, a lot of them, I would say, I would say a majority of them in their hearts believe they're doing something wrong and they're going against uh, their okay. own principles, okay. but, but they're selling out. That's the problem. People are selling out left and right. They're selling their souls and, you know, for, uh, uh, for a paycheck. If people, even people on the front lines would stand down and stand on the side of liberty and freedom, this thing would have been over. But instead, you know, it's the almighty dollar. Well, it's my job. I got to do it. Uh, That's right. And, and that could and, apply you know, to the hear, health, health authorities, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I hear people tell me, you know, one minute, yeah, you know, I'm all for what you're doing. I'm hard. They'll say I'm hardcore, too. You know, I'm standing up. Then they'll say, oh, oh but, you know, tomorrow I'm taking a flight because, you know, so I have to wear a mask. I said, you, you know, I said, you don't have to fly. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah, I have to. Fly. No, you don't drive. You don't have to fly. You know, so people are hypocrit- hypocritical. You either believe this or you don't. You either believe in what you're doing. You believe in the fight or you don't. I have some people even saying to me, yeah, Tony, you know, I I've uh, you know, I got the scam going or I'm using a fake uh, a vaccine passport. I'm like, wait a second. That doesn't make you you're not going to win like that. You're playing their game. Yeah. You know, by by you sneaking around, you know, doing an end game, uh, you're only you're only you know you're only emboldening them, whether it's fake or not. You know, you're legitimizing. The you're whole. legitimizing it. You're, yeah, you're giving the authority over you stuff. People just don't get it, and it frustrates me so much. Uh, you know, I tell people too, like you know, like like the guy, the guy at the door that's stopping you. Yeah. And doing something against what he believes in, or the guy, or the woman that hangs a no mask, no service sign in their window uh-huh. and enforces, you know, does, does temperature checks and they know it's wrong, but they do it because, Oh, we're afraid to lose stuff. Exactly. You know, I, you know, I think to myself, their subjugation is going to scar them for the rest of their lives, whether they know it or not, it's going to scar their soul. It's right. going to damage their self, their, their self-respect. It's going to demoralize their spirit um, and their business, whether you close now and think you're going to reopen later and be the same, you're not, you're going to have the scars of, uh, surrender on your walls. Yeah. You're gonna, this is going to haunt you forever. I think, you know, there was a guy that, that, that actually heard, heard me say that once. And he, uh, he drove from Miami to see me from Miami. And he walked in, you know, he walked in on a, on a Friday or Saturday night. He said, Oh, you're Tony. Yeah. You know, we started to talk. He said, man, me, me and my brother drove from Miami. And I said, I said, why? It's a long way. He said, "Cause I, cause I heard you saying about demoralizing your spirit and your soul by, by uh, subjugation." And he said, mm-hmm. "After I heard you say that, the next day I caved in again, and your words were ringing in my head. And mm-hmm. after I felt that because you said it, I said to myself, I will never, ever do that again.' And he wanted to, t- he wanted to tell me that in person, which was amazing. Yeah, so, um, yeah. People need to remember that, you know, and especially the men. You know, where are the men?" Where are the men leading? You know, women, especially in families, kids are depending on us to lead. Right. I, don't, I, you know, I just don't understand. We've been reeducated, you know, without being in a camp. 
Yeah. Just by watching yeah. TV and listening to all this stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's just, so yeah. the original spirit of people who said, give me liberty or give me death, that, that's something that's been largely forgotten or it's out of reach or whatever. And I remember what you're saying. People have sold out for to keep their job and their paycheck. I, I was thrown out of a natural food store where I would get most of my food before. And they, as they were physically throwing me out of the store because I would not wear the mask, I tried, was trying to talk to them, you know, the employees, and say, you know, have you seen what's happening as this gets further, you know, the police clubbing people for going out of their house and stuff like that. And he said, no, and I don't want to see it. And if I don't do this, I lose my job. So, you know, honestly saying what the priorities were. There you go. And for you um, putting them through that and educating him and in the way that, because that's, that's what we need. You know, um, when you fight, people have to understand when you fight, there are consequences. Otherwise, there isn't a fight. You have to be prepared to fight and you have to be right. pre- prepared for the consequences. And you may lose some of the battles, right? But in the end, all that matters is that we win the war on this. That's it. Right. And that, uh, at the end of your life, you look back and don't feel bad about how you responded. You know, that you, you did what you wanted to do. That's exactly it. Right. You know, there, uh, there is a kid, there's a 19-year-old kid that works, at, uh, that works at a restaurant. He was adopted from Kazakhstan when he was five. Wow. So when he was adopted, he didn't speak English well. They held, him, they held him back a year. So he's a senior this year. And I ran into his mother somewhere. And, you know, I love this kid. He's He's just a, um, a, a stand-up young man. He's all about our fight. I mean, he's very engaged. Um, he's a gentleman already. And um, she told me that he, and he didn't even tell me this, she told me that he decided he's not going to his graduation ceremony because they wear masks. Mm. And then she told me that in March, I didn't even know this, back in March when they were going back back to school because they were trying to force him to, to wear, wear a mask, he dropped yeah. out. And is being educated at home. Well, later I found out from his father, who told me not only that, he said when he this kid plays for the number one volleyball team in the nation, you know, high school Newport Beach, California, number one team in the nation. He told me that he walked off the team because his coach challenged him and said, "I'm putting a mask on you." He said, "No, you're not." He said, "Well, then you know you're going to lose your opportunity to play on the number one uh, number one nation uh, uh, volleyball team." He said, you're not going to walk away from that. He goes, yes, I am. And he walked, he just walked off, walked off the court. <laughs> so that's a, uh, that's a man of honor. And that's what you need. You that's need right. men of honor. This kid is only 19 years old. I, I, I can't find men, you know, that are twice or three times his age doing, doing what he's doing. Exactly. So, but those are the things that need to be done. Sacrifices, you know. So what are they doing with the restaurant? Are they give? Are they just keep giving you fines or what? Are, what's their response? So finally, we... Um, Finally, we we discovered that the um, that the judge in the case for the first group of charges. So we have two two groups of charges. The first group of charges that I didn't show up for uh, both. I didn't, but the, but they already uh, the the judge in that case submitted a recommendation to the director of the ABC, who is he runs the entire state agency, and he was appointed by Gavin Pelosi, and he she she recommended to him that they. Uh, suspend her license for 30 days, and now it's on his his desk. He can either sign it and enforce it. He can waive it. He can increase it. He can do whatever he wants. So when I found out about this, I again went right back to the Internet and sent an mm-hmm. open letter to him 
again, challenging his manhood, mocking him, shaming him, and telling him. I think what sh- I think what shocked a lot of a, a lot of people's in the video is is basically what I said. You'll see it on make make restaurants great again. All that stuff is there. But yeah. I say to him, I basically say to him, that's all you got. Thirty days. That's all you're gonna do. You've right. you've wrecked you've wrecked businesses for thirteen months, fourteen months. You've left a path of destruction, people's lives and businesses. And you promised that if people violated that you would revoke revoke ABC licenses, which are which are very very uh, valuable, as you can imagine. Tell people and what ABC stands for if they don't. Al- Alcohol Beverage Control Board, California. Yeah. And you would shut them down. So if you're going, so if you <laughs> said you were going to do it, do it. You couldn't right. pick you you couldn't pick a better symbol of de- defiance than us. So shut our business down and revoke our license. I'm asking you to man up and do what you said said you were going to do, right? right? Make our sacrifices worth it, you know. Or if you're not man enough to do it and you didn't mean what you said, get the hell out of the way. Apologize to everybody, and 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 just basically leave everybody alone and let them be. And how long uh, pull, ago was this? Maybe a month. I haven't okay. heard anything yet. Yeah. I think they have a hundred days to respond. But but you know. Well, you know, so 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 basically, what I'm saying to him is, when they throw a punch for 30 days, I look at them and say, "That's all you got. That's all you have. That's all you know." Uh, basically, bring it. You know, because because even 30 days, if if businesses had a, had known that the penalty for operating for a year, mm-hmm. for, for over a year, for 14 months would have just been 30 days, they would have all done it. But all of them were afraid to test the metal of the enemy, and we weren't. But everybody else was. So there you have it. Okay. So you're aware of what's happening in Canada right now, I guess, right? Yeah. So what's the difference? I mean, Canada, you know, I, you know, I've only been to Canada once, so I don't know very well. Um, I don't really know the spirit of the people in Canada. They're shutting um, down churches a lot. And yeah, I mean, I know they're doing that. Um, with a church, they put a wall around it so nobody yeah. could see well, it. Well, here's the thing. Listen, here's the thing. When, when the shutdowns happened, I guarantee you the rest of the world was watching in this battle of good versus evil, how is America going to respond? America yeah. always sets the example. And you know what? We failed. We failed. Everyone's watching and we failed. Right. And, it's, and it's, it's extremely sad and disappointing. And, um, and I can't believe what I've seen. Right. And, and, you know, too, you brought up the point of people giving in to save their paycheck. Yeah. Well, this program is intended to wipe out the financial system completely. So it's part of going along with it that we're supporting that. Yeah, you can't even find people to work anymore. You know, that, I read an article the other day where they said you would have to you would have to make over thirty two thousand dollars a year before you'd even want to go back to work because that's that's what they're paying people to sit home. Yeah, not by mistake. I mean, yeah, that's exactly. like oh, no, shutting no down everything at once. Of course, you know, and people have to remember this this too. When I talked about standards for for government leaders. You know, I say things people sometimes don't want to hear, but I think you need to say things in order to to uh, to win this fight. You know, we have to be honest. The shutdown happened under Trump. He allowed it. He That's stood right. there with that sign that said it's 15 days to slow this slow the spread. He should have. He he said masks were patriotic. He allowed Portland and Seattle to burn for months. Listen, yeah, he had That's a chance. True. He yeah he he had a chance to step up and block all this stuff. At least, at least try, at yeah. least, at least make it look like you were, you know, 
when I heard, I never forget when I heard him say, we're going to reopen the country by Easter. I thought to myself, my God, reopen the, how insane does that even sound? Reopen, reopen the country? It's the greatest, most powerful country in the world. It should never, it should never shut down for any reason, ever. Right. right. Ever. Plus it, not only shouldn't it, it can't, according to the founding documents. It can't. And people say to me, you know, Tony, I, 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 I thought 15 days. Okay, I'll do 15. I said, wait a second. That's the problem. You shouldn't have shut down for 15 seconds. Yeah, you know? exactly. It's too late. Once you shut down that first day, you've already given them what they wanted. It's Trump cold. said on TV that you could destroy a country with these lockdowns, and then he went along with it. He went along with it. He did. He, he, he had so many opportunities to fire about. You know, the thing about him is one day he would make them the enemy, and the next day he would tell us how 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 great the person was. You know, it was always back. In, you know, yeah. I never knew yeah. what he really meant. It's true. You know? Yeah. And, you know, we need a certain quality of people in office like you were talking about, because not only did he go along with the lockdowns, he gave, take billions of dollars from the country and gave it to the vaccine dealers. He sure did. Yeah. And, and then let them make profit on top of that. Yeah. And now he's talking about how everybody should get a vaccine. He's, he's saying that anybody who doesn't, even among his followers, is a deranged pseudoscientist. Unbelievable. That's just so sad. Yeah, that's why I tell people, take down your Trump flags and start flying American flags. I'm tired of seeing it. Why? Are, this is not the United States of Trump. It's the United States of America. Stop so it. How, how do you find people to get into those offices that deserve to be there? I think you need to, you need to, I think if we do exactly what I said, which is raise the standards, people will then see it as a noble, uh, a noble uh, role. You know, I think people now okay. look like a joke yeah. because they see people like Biden. They see people like, I mean, are you kidding me? Cuomo and all the rest of them. They think, why would I want to be in the same class as these people? These are right. the people that are running our country. But I think if they see people of nobility in office, they'll want to be like, you know, when we were kids, we would say, oh, God, to be president of the United States would be, would be really cool. Right. I oh, my remember God. Right. Now, now it's a joke. People, I mean, you can't even talk people into it anymore. They don't want to do it. Some of them realize that the president and all the visible leaders are controlled by this network of mafias. And (laughs) if they say anything that's true, then they not only lose their paycheck, they could get assassinated. You know, you have to be fearless. Yeah. You know, in the Bible, it says fear not almost more than anything else. So that's uh, right. Just be fearless. So how do you, how would you tell, I think that's essential as a first step to anything good. And almost nobody has dealt with it. So it's not, a surprise that no business owners so far are following your five steps or whatever number of steps that was. Hey, so people, people were threatening my, my life almost daily, and we didn't change anything. We, we, we still operated with our doors unlocked at night, even when we were closing. We didn't, right, I said, look, right. if they're going to get me, they're going to get, they're going to, they're going to get me. I can't, exactly. I can't worry about that. Whatever's meant to happen. Whatever's meant to happen is going to happen. I felt like somebody asked me once on a crowded night, uh, you know, cause over time, you know, the word start, started to spread. At first, people weren't, weren't coming at all for the first couple of months because people were afraid of what they were seeing on, on TV. Uh-huh. So, but over time, we were getting lines out the door for people driving from all over the country, all over California, just to be a part of what was going on there. Yeah. You know, it turned it, you know, it turned from a restaurant into a 1776 uh, tavern. You know, that's, that's, that's how it felt, where organizations were being launched there, you know, campaigns were being launched inside with people talking, you know, planning campaigns. Uh, patriots were connecting. I mean, 
just the things that have happened in there have just been unbelievable. There are nights where you'll see people break out singing the national anthem and singing God bless them. I mean, it's the the feeling inside that place is incredible. Um, So, but somebody asked me one night when I was standing in front of the crowd, said, Tony, how does this make you feel? And I said, you know, I feel blessed. And, And I think God is blessing me because he knows he knows that my heart is pure and true for what I'm doing. And, right. um, and uh, you know, I didn't plan any of this to happen. I didn't plan any of the rewards that have come, come to me with the, you know, with the people that I've met, um, especially, uh, you know, I've been, re- been really greatly rewarded with that, like meeting people like, like yourself. Um, but I didn't expect it. And I think he knew that, you know, he knew that in my heart and, yeah. he, and you know, and he blessed me with protection too. So um, very essential, yeah. but that that's his job, not not just ours. That's right. So, but our but it sounds like this trying to drill down to the basis of what's going to decide where we go from here. Your issue of bringing up that everybody's operating on fear is a really big deal, because as long as they're primarily controlled by fear, what they do is only going to happen within limited range. They've got to get rid of the fear first, and then they can change what they're doing, right? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if, if even just 5% of businesses around the country did did what we did? It, you know, it'd be over because they would know then. Look, these people in Orange, Orange County, you think they'd be thinking about even having the guts to push for a vaccine passport or mandate if – if the if within the first couple months of this, even if hopefully, I mean, I, I would have wished for the first couple of days, people would have ripped off their masks, thrown them away, and said, basically, screw you, we're not doing this. No, they would never not. even thought of trying this. You Might know, not be great for their political future to keep doing. They've it. been so they've been so empowered. You know, and and I tell people this too. People ask me about these rallies. Hey, Tony, we're having this rally. You should come. Like, listen, rallies aren't going to get you anywhere. You rallying and waving your flag and chanting, you know, the enemies of freedom are looking at their watch, waiting for your rally to end. They're going to go back. You know, you see some of these online meetings, these, these board meetings, city, city council meetings, half of them are, are just sitting on, on the screen, eating lunch or checking their phone. They're not even listening to you. Well, they don't care about are, you. To be fair, some of them are actually texting. Oh, texting. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Right. And, uh, and I think to myself, you're wasting your time. Take that energy, you know, and, Enough of the parties, okay? Because that's what it is. A rally is a party. Enough yeah. of the parties. Each of you go home and take an action, an, a, a tangible, a, a real action, you know, of defiance. And uh, do it every day, and you'll see this thing. It'll be gone. It'll be over. Okay, so what if they're honest with you and say, Tony, um, I'm becoming aware that I am controlled by fear, losing my paycheck, everything else being attacked, being not liked by my friends. How do I drop the fear and, and become free inside so that my actions will start reflecting it. I think, again, you have to go, go back to convincing them to think about things bigger than, than themselves. I, you know, I tell people this too. I say, look, you know, ha- ha- having no fear coming from thinking, putting something bigger than, than yourself um, in terms of importance in front of you, think about like if you were on a boat in the middle of the ocean and I asked you to jump in the ocean, would you do it? No. But if your kid fell in, you wouldn't even think twice. You, you would right. jump in, in a second. Right. So think so think of your children. Think of your ancestors. Think about think yeah. about your fellow Americans. Um, you know, if you love your country, do you love your they need to be challenged. Do you love your country or not? Don't tell me that that you do and then say you're not willing to stand up to tyranny. Right. You know? 
either love your country or you don't. Do you love it? Okay, okay. If you don't, move out of the way. Go to the next one. And this could apply to people in any country. Any country. All all we need is the people that we just need to rally the people that can find the courage within themselves. The rest, if you want to stay on the sidelines, stay on the sidelines. But uh, let us do our jobs. Well, it wasn't a hundred percent of the early Americans that started the whole freedom thing with this. Small percentage, yeah. yeah. Small percentage. That's right. Yeah. So, um, at the moment, you've got plenty of business, I guess, right? Yeah, it's been good and it's been fun. I mean, like you know, like, like I said, uh, inside when you walk in there, it's a special feeling, and it's a special feeling because people feel uh, free. I mean, people come up to me. It's amazing, you know. I. I never really even knew how much it was going to impact other people. I did it uh, just based on instincts and based on uh, based on my love for the country in principle. Yeah. But I never knew what you know what the rewards were going to be. I didn't even thought about them. You know, uh, we never made our stand about business. It was never. You know, I hear people whining. Oh, we're going to take a stand because we're you know we can't pay our rent, can't pay our bills. Uh-huh. You know, we need to operate our business. Like, wait, 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 stop! You're whining about things. You can lose assets. You can lose your business. You can recover those things. Well, your freedoms are gone. They're gone forever. Make your make. I don't want to hear about your business. Make your stand. Listen, you know, uh, think about it. We just had an interview for about an hour already. You know, I just realized this. I haven't mentioned the name of my business once. Because I, think I don't that think would it. be a re- really good thing to do, though, too. I, I don't even think about it, you know. So, um, so, you know, I think that people need to remember that. And uh, um, I think it's a, that that's an important part of the fight is is is, you know, you got to think about. Uh, the thing, the things, and the people that that matter uh, more more than your own self interest. So because, the cat- yeah, the categories of people that have to do something if we're going to have a better outcome to this whole situation. One category is business owners that even though it's late, they need to reconsider their position and do something constructive. And the other is the general public. But there's another category too. And that's the people working consciously working for the system, you know. Yes, the, yes. The the police, the health officers, the people that are keeping this thing going. Yeah, because when you think about it, when they when they arrest somebody who's who's operating their daily lives freely as a free American, yeah. and they arrest them, uh, uh, to me it's treasonous. They should be arrested. They should be arrested and tried for treason. Yeah, I've for seen a lot of videos of the health officer the authority, you know, who's, and this is Trump went along with this, of course, fully is to put a health officer above president ruling the people who was not elected and not in the constitution. Exactly what happened. And so it's happening at the local levels and the state levels too. And you'll see videos of the health authorities leading the police. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no constant, you know, these people, these people operate recklessly, um, and violate our rights constantly, and there's no consequences for them ever. Never. Yeah, so is there, I mean, you've given messages to Newsom a lot, and he oh, hasn't, yeah. hasn't had time to respond yet, apparently. I taunt him all the time. I've, I've taunted him in public, taunt social media, in the news, every chance I get in speeches that I've given. Uh, I know for a fact, uh, because I've heard from people that know that he he's aware of what's going on and, and, you know, he sees everything. I know that, um, uh, you know, and I also know that, you know, in the early days of this, people were copying us on the emails that they were sending to his office. I mean, he was getting bombarded with emails by the hundreds every day. People that are saying, shut these guys down, shut these guys down, yeah. shut these guys yeah. constantly, you know? Uh, but, you know, we actually, 
you know, like I said, we, uh, you know, we mock him every chance. Every, we're trying to draw, draw him out. We actually have, have uh, wanted posters on our, uh, on our windows with his face on it. I'll send you a copy. Yeah, I'll send you a copy of that. Yeah, too. that would be nice to have for the show. Too. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. if you if you were given an opportunity to talk to the health authorities who believe and have to- convinced themselves and their education has backed it up that they are saving the world and you know by shutting down business and shutting down people's lives in America and elsewhere, what would you tell them? <sighs> you know, for me. Um, I would say, I would say you're fired. That's what I would tell them. I would say you're fired and we have to start over again. We have yeah. to clean house. You know, uh, we need, we, we really need to start over. I mean, you think about like, like I said earlier, there's so many layers of crap that's been piled on top of, 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 of what the founding of our country was meant to be. We've, you know, we've lost sight of it. You know, we're just lost completely. I mean, right. Yeah. It feels, it feels like it's, it's a ship. That is not only heading in the wrong in the wrong direction, but is partially sinking too. You know, yeah, yeah. and it has right. to be tr- it has to be turned around 180 degrees, completely turned around, and All we can and, yeah. and we have to do it fast. We have yeah. to do it fast. And, and 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 people, especially in states like California, I'm so tired of hearing these people bragging about how they're going to move. Oh, I'm leaving. I'm leaving California. First of all. California is probably the most beautiful state in the country. So it's worth saving. Um, And, you know, when you, you know, um, Americans are not refugees. We don't flee. We don't escape. We, our, our, our heritage is we stand and fight. And if these people keep running away and they keep going to these two or three states, they're going to surrender the rest of the country. They're all going to be crowded in these, in these two or three, Idaho, Texas, Arizona, or wherever. That's the and, emigration from the states where things are more difficult. Yeah, right? yeah. I mean, I mean, why are they so? And it's almost like when they say it, they're so proud, you know. And and, and I even think I, I even right, right. I I even think to myself too. There's a lot of people from other countries that approach me, and they say, "Oh, you know, Tony, you know, I, you know, I know what I know what communism is. I know what this is and that is. I lived in a country and I fled and we fled and we escaped and we ran." I think to myself. Why doesn't everybody stay where they are and fight? Yeah. Right? It just never occurred to most people to do that. Yeah. And so, yeah. Just fight. You know, you, you know, we can, we can overwhelm them. You know, you know somebody was telling me uh, uh, the other day the story of the Japanese, the reason why they were thinking about invading America during, during World War II, and they didn't. Yeah. Because they, knew that they, because they knew that Americans are heavily armed. The blade of grass analogy, I guess. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. We're heavily armed. Yeah, you know, so um, that, that's yeah. a reason that 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 particular part of the Bill of Rights is under attack as well. So important. They, they they know it's important. It's so important, my God. So especially now. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, yeah, incredible. So, what I'd like to end with, at least this segment, and if it's useful, we can do more in the future, is. Actions, suggested actions for two groups. You've already said what you would say for the health officials. But the other two groups that we talked about, the general public who is afraid of everything and the business owners who are afraid of everything connected to the business, retribution, etc. What would you like, 
willing members of those two groups to do before we talk again, starting now? Uh, test their courage. I think that they'll be surprised um, when, they, when they really dig deep, get in touch with their feelings for this country and for their families and for God even. Um, and, 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 and when they start really meditating on, on, the fa- on what the founders sacrificed, I mean, the founders put everything at risk. You know, you think about it. They yeah. had, they signed their death warrants when they signed the Declaration of Independence. That's right. And when you think, of, yeah, and when you think about John Hancock, yeah, especially, you know, he, you know, the uh, the King of England, you know, his his eyesight was poor, so John Hancock wanted to really give him the middle finger and signed it huge, so he knew, hey, uh, I'm here, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, talk about courage, and these guys didn't have to give up anything. They had. They had property, they had wealth, they had everything, you know. Uh, they had act, special access, they had, uh, you know, they, they had it all. So right. I, I, I think that, um, you know, if, if, if you as a person, you, know, you feel that fear and you want to do it in baby steps, do it in baby steps. But start with the mask and start, start with challenging people at the door when you walk into a place and they try to hit you with a mask. You have to, you have to fight your battle right then. And you'll see after you do it the f- the first time, you're not going to die. I'm not going to bite your head off. Yeah, just do it and watch what happens. You might be surprised. You know, some people that I uh, you know that I say this to will come back to me and go, "I did it today, Tony. I did." You know, you know if it's a woman or or a man, I yeah. did it today, and it was amazing. I went in there, and I I feel so good. I'm going to do it. It's amazing how you will feel. Yeah, you know? and you will go to bed at night being so proud of yourself, and um. And you know, if it costs you a job to uh, to take a stand against you know your own your own employer, um, you have to be prepared to give it all up, and you'll be surprised at the blessings that will come to you afterwards. Look, we could have we could have easily uh, complied and protected everything that we have, and not sacrifice you know, and, and and not put you know not put anything at risk. That would have been the easy way. Yeah, but um, but you know. I, I, I had to stand by my principles and, um, you know, we, we did what I think is, is the honorable thing. And, um, and you know what, we've been enriched in many ways. And, uh, and I think that God has put me on the front lines of this and I feel blessed that I get to be put in the front lines to battle the enemies of freedom every single day. So for the people who haven't totally forgotten that spirit and they have any kind of a business that for the public, Let's give them an invitation of what to do before we talk again. Yeah, I would say the the, the easiest thing, I mean, I, I go on and on. The easiest thing is go to Make Restaurants Great Again, watch some of the videos, um, uh, read some of the stuff on there. Uh, you'll be challenged and think about it. And and if you can't do all, all the things that I've done all at once, do them one step at a time. Right. But, um, but you're going to lose your country if you don't hurry up. Um right. You know, and especially the men. I'm challenging the men more than anybody. You know, I, I'm I'm surrounded by women constantly. That come, I mean, the women are what I've experienced, and I shouldn't have been surprised because I saw I, I've watched my own mother do it my whole life. Yeah, is they take action, they stand up, and their 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 ferocity is so intense. Right. Um, and they're around me all the time. They're fighting every day, and I'm not seeing as much in the men. And um, right. they ask me too, Tony, where are the men? You know, so all I can say is to the men is, um, you know, the women are watching you. Um, stand up, stand up for your families, 
Yeah. yeah. Stand up for the weak. You know, there's a lot of people out there too that, that are weak, you know, and it's our, it's our obligation as strong men to stand up for them as well. That's right. I'm not referring to the women. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm referring to people, the elderly, people maybe who aren't as educated on their freedoms. Right. You know, right. people who just don't know, you know, it's our job to stand up for them too. Well, and all the little kids who are just trusting that that's what you're going to do. Oh, that's a given to the children. Yeah. I mean, I have people bring their, bring their children, young children into the restaurant and they pull me aside and they say, Tony, our kids are here with us tonight because we want them to see what America is supposed to look like. We yeah. want them to know that what they're seeing outside of here is not the reality that we want them to grow up with. We want right. them to see we, what's happening here. And I tell them, uh, we, you know, we will keep this vintage America. And it's sad to even call it that because it's only been, what, a year, uh, over a year. But it is yeah. vintage America. I mean, when you walk in there, people are blown away by it. And, and, and like I was, start, I was starting to, to say earlier, it's amazing how many people are affected by it. People walk in there in tears. In te- in yeah. te- men. Yeah, men too. yeah. I can and they're see just that. breaking down in tears because of how this has impacted them. And they come in and feel a sense of normalcy, complete normalcy. No sign of lockdown. It's like, it's like a time war. We had... I get I get military veterans come in there, Navy SEALs, uh, Army Rangers, uh, Green Berets, uh, veterans of Korea, Vietnam. I mean, um, I had one soldier walk in there on Veterans Day in full uniform. He spoke to me with his family. He, he, he came with them, spoke to me. He walked away. He had his dinner and he came back. He said, Tony, I want to I want to do an impromptu ceremony with you. And he stood he stood in front of me. He said a few a few words. He reached over and ripped the American flag off his uniform and gave it to me. And I sewed it on my jacket. Um, But that, that was a moment that, that just gave me chills, you know? So, um, so I mean, if you don't, if if you don't think standing up matters to people, you'll see it does. Yeah. What about how you would recommend relating to what's on television all the time and what the media is doing? Which part? Major media telling people that what you're, encouraging people to do is completely evil and that the way we get through everything successfully is obedience. Yeah. I mean, they're they're They, I, I think the media's intention is to really govern and they're governing through the media. They're the govern, governing the country really. And they're doing it through, through fear. And it's yeah. just incredible. I mean, why do you think they had, I mean, I remember on CNN, they had the count on the screen. I mean, it was every day deaths going up, up, up. It was, right. it, it, it's so it's so obvious to people like us, but I'm not sure why it's not obvious to other people. And that's, that's what worries me. You, yeah, you know? it's, it's an active um, brainwashing device. It's just so obvious. And I, and, and I just think, if you think about it, if people never turned their t- TVs on ever and they walked outside, they would have never known there was anything going on. So no, just, you don't have to step over all the bodies or just anything. Turn, yeah, exactly. I didn't see people <laughs> dropping dead in front. So just turn your TVs off. It's as simple as that, you know, watch it's a movie. Good. Yeah, yeah. Back when they used to make good, good movies. Good movies, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like The Godfather, right? Yeah, for example, Godfather, Goodfellas, inspiring things. Yeah, there there you go. Just kidding. But the same thing applies to what they call education nowadays. Yeah, yeah. People sending their kids to that are giving up their kids, basically. That's yeah. It's really, really uh, disappointing. I mean, the other day was funny. I, I, I saw. Two, two families walking t- towards each other on a, on a sidewalk. Husband, wife, three little kids. I swear, it's the craziest thing. Husband, wife, three little kids, other side. They're walking towards each other, 
husband, wife, three little kids. One family was matched up completely and one family wasn't. And, you know, it's so easy to see right there, um, you know, um, you know, basically what they believe in, you know, exactly. Just just from the mask. Being willing to abuse your kids to serve fear. Yeah. It's really something. Yeah, so we need. It's been interesting. It's been interesting for sure. Uh, this is this is a time I think people don't even understand how momentous in history it is until we've we've distanced ourselves from it a little bit and look back on it. But right now, exactly. you know, in the you know right now in the middle of it, I think a lot of people one day are gonna look back. Oh, did that really happen? They could do that now if they just imagine they're in the future looking back. Amen. Yeah. Decide what to do at the moment. That would be smart. Anyway, I yeah I. I I think you made some great points about, yeah, it's a fake pandemic, and we know all the details of that now and where they're going with it, but that's not the issue. You know, the issue is free country or not, free individual or not, and really it's as simple as that, right? That's right. It's very simple. um, I think it's still worth letting people know, and you can disagree if you think – that I'm incorrect with this, but it's still worth letting people know who really don't know that it's a fake pandemic and think that they're going to fall over dead any minute, you know, and that we're just being insane by walking around without a mask. It's okay for them to know that the whole thing was staged and fake, right? That actually could help us. I think. Again, whether it's fake or not, doesn't matter. And I think, look, uh, uh, worst case is it's another version of the flu. That's, that's what it is. And um, yeah, at the worst. Yeah, and it's funny. All of a sudden, the flu has disappeared. Nobody even talks about the flu anymore, right? I, I haven't. I haven't heard anything about the flu all winter. Well, right? they didn't, they didn't call it the flu anymore. That's right. But one of these big officials—I don't know if it was Fauci or somebody else—tried um, to cover for that, and he said all the measures that we've been doing to stop COVID nineteen have obviously worked because they've completely stopped the flu. Well, here's the problem with that. That's that's why they've set this up for them to win either way. So if, if, if the virus numbers, uh, if their data shows the virus numbers go down, right, they can say, look, everything worked. Exactly. Everything that we did work. If the virus numbers go up, they can say, we didn't lock down hard enough. So and next it's time the anti-maskers really that are doing yeah. it. Yeah, now we really got to lock down hard the next time. Yeah, and so we need more to, vaccines faster. That's it. That's it. I mean, you have to you have to pay attention. You know, so um, so you know, going back to the fight too. You, you know, you can't. This is an all or nothing fight. This is a take no prisoners fight. You can't yeah. give this people an inch. You can't you can't give them an inch. Listen, even even the OSHA guys after we stonewalled them with search warrant, they had search, a judge signed search warrant and the police. We stonewalled them, so you're not getting in. They threatened arrest and everything else. And since then, you know, uh, uh, one of them, he, he, he continues to try to contact me and email me. And it just gets funnier and funnier. And I don't even respond because you can't even, you just can't. You can't give them anything, you know. That's um, jurisdiction if you do that. Right? That's it. Yeah. I give them nothing. That's how I felt. So, so what happened in that scene where they said, and and usually people let them in, obviously, because mm-hmm. um, you know you must obey authorities' rules no yes. matter what. Yes. And and usually they go into the business, they steal all the cash, mm-hmm. they steal the computers, yeah. they, they trash everything else, and then they right. leave. Yep. And 
you don't see your stuff for a long time, if ever. So when they were intending to do that and probably figuring that that's how it would go, what did you guys do specifically? Well, the first thing that happened was I got a call from the guys at the restaurant. I wasn't there. They said, Tony Osha's here. And I said, uh, what do they want? He said, hold on. What do you want? (laughs) And then, and then they asked, you know, they asked them and they said, I said, ask them what the scope of their inspection is going to be. He goes, hold on. They asked him. He said, he said, Tony, he, he, he won't tell me. It's okay. Now ask him who, who the plaintiff is, who initiated the investigation. He asked him, he said, he won't tell me. I said, we know and tell me he's got to leave. And he said, well, the guy just said that if you tell, tell him to leave, he's going to come back and make it harder on you with a search warrant. I said, tell him good, go, go get a search warrant. He's not getting in. Were they standing inside when this exchange happened? No, we never let him inside. They're outside. And okay. then, so, so he left. And sure enough, three weeks, two or three weeks, four weeks, whatever it was later, they showed up. They, the, the guys called me again. I wasn't there. I'm not, I'm not there a lot. I'm there maybe two or three times, maybe yeah. three times a week, always Friday, Saturday nights. Um, so I, I, um, so, so they called me and they said, Tony, uh, uh, they're back with warrant at the police. I said, okay. I said, uh, tell them I'll be down there in a minute. Uh, you know, maybe 30 minutes. He said, okay, I'll let them know. So I, so I took my time, you know, I had a cup of coffee. I relaxed for a little bit, right. made some phone calls, you know, right. made them wait, you know, then I drove right. down there. By the time I got there, the police already left. You know, they gave up and they, uh, they, they left. I get there and the agent's there and, uh, I walk, I walk past him. I walk into the restaurant. He's sitting outside at a patio t- table by himself looking at his notes. Yeah. He doesn't even know who I am. He's never seen me before. I, w- I walk past him into the restaurant. I sit at the bar, have a nice breakfast. Right. And the guy's going, Tony, he's outside. I go, you know what? Let him wait. Let him yeah. wait. Enjoyed my breakfast. Talked to some of the guys in the restaurant for about an hour. Made it. I just made him wait. Wow. Then I walked outside. I said, so you're the guy, huh? He said, yes, I have a warrant. And I said, you're not getting in. And then he, he said, well, you know, I said, uh, take your mask off. And he goes, uh, he goes, I don't want to take it off. And I said, well, well, well then you're not, well, you and I are not going to talk on the patio. You have to step off the property. So I took yeah. him off the property. And then I said, I, you know, I saw his name on his badge. And I said, how do I know, how do I know that that's you? I need you to pull your mask off so I can see your face. Right. You know, these are all ways of wearing them down, you know, like basically taking con- control. So, was this a health authority or a police authority? This was this was the OSHA agent from OSHA. Oh, OSHA, sorry. So he pulls he pulls his mask down. He shows me his face. Like, okay, uh-huh. it's you. It's you on your badge. Get, you know, it's okay if you want to put your you know whatever you're gonna do do. So you know, if there's a video of it again. It's on. It's you know, it's on the site, and it's me just schooling him for about about 35 minutes, and um, it went from I'm getting in with the warrant with the police to I tell you what, Tony. How about if I just give you these bag of masks? Would you accept them? And I said, Hey, look, man, you can leave them if you want, but they're going in the trash, you know, yeah. basically. So you can do what you want. Would you uh, maybe tell me how many employees that you have? And I'm like, hey, You know, how many employees do, do we have? You know, I, you know I, I asked one of the guys, He yeah. said, uh, Can I get their names? I'm like, It's not going to happen. Uh, yeah. Can I have an appointment to come back and, and interview them? Not going to happen. I mean, just basically. <laughs> you know, I was very respectful. I was very nice right. to him. I, you know, I never, I never come. I I know how to deal with these people in a way that that um, is based on facts. So I don't have to. I don't have to wave my arms around and scream and yell or throw yeah. people around or you know um, even intimidate. But I think what intimidates them is that they can see that I have a spine of steel. Like they're not. It's not. 
you, you are not going to uh, sway me to agree with anything you're trying to um, uh, push on me. It's not going to happen. And I think when they realize that, they know they hit a brick wall. And, and like I said earlier, that they've knocked on the wrong door this time, you know. Right. And you're really demonstrating that they depend on compliance. No, totally. And, and you know, it's funny because right next door to us on, my, on, on our right and then next door to us on the left, uh-huh. you, you see signs on the doors where they're requiring masks. With these two other businesses, you right. can't get in with you can't get in without a mask. Then you see our our business. We have signs with you know their images of people with masks on, and there's a line going through it like there's no mask allowed. You know, yeah. And it's just you know they're not used to seeing any of that. And when they see it, I think it's shocking. You know, yeah, it's shocking. So what everybody assumes is that if you don't obey the authorities, I mean, they're just gonna vaporize your business that yeah. day. These are just people. You know, the government is not this big bad. These are just people, human beings. Yeah. And you know, even when the police have come and they showed up with masks, I say you you got to step outside. And I take them outside, and I, you know, I talk to them, and I and I think, I think when they hear that my my stand is different than everyone else's that they've heard, like everyone else is, oh, you, I have right to operate my business and earn an income and feed my families, and pay my bill. I don't say any of that. All I do is talk about freedom, about liberty, about America, about the Constitution, about our founders, about, you know, the history of our country, the traditions, the culture, everything. And they listen and they're hearing me out thinking, we've never heard this before. You know, this, this is what this guy's fight. He's got American flags everywhere. He's got don't tread on me flag flying. You yeah. know, they're seeing all this stuff, the Constitution on the window. I mean, they don't know what to do with me. They, they you know, they haven't faced this before. So it, you're not reading off the right script as far as. Yeah. Concerned. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, is we've never complied. So they can never say, well, you did comply the first couple of weeks, Tony, or the first month. Exactly. Why? Have it, why has it changed? No, we've never complied. So, um, you know, and, you know, these businesses that have have defied suddenly when you listen to them, they're they're de- defying partially They're You know, if it's a restaurant, for for example, they're defying only for outdoor dining, but they'll restrict right. indoor dining or masks are optional, but not banned or customers can wear a mask or not, but our employees are, are wearing shields. And it's like, I tell people this, if you, if you're a business and you're doing any of that, you're not truly open. You are only open. If you do it vintage America style, like us with no remnants, no sign of the lockdowns anywhere inside the business. Zero. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. In other words, live up to your ideals or not. That's but it. Has to, everything has to, everything has to be pre March nineteenth or you know whatever the date is. Yeah, yeah. Twenty twenty. Yeah. The real normal that they want to never the come. The real around. normal. Yeah. And and even probably that normal is a normal. We need to go back even further. You know. Well, true. Yeah, because people were still totally brainwashed at that point. Yeah, I mean, we need to roll. Yeah, I mean, we need to. Exa- you know, think about this. Even even indoor smoking, right? Indoor right. smoking was a ban from restaurants a while back. You know, and businesses. Yeah. You think about that even. It's like, why should they have banned that? Listen, I don't like smoking, but you know what? I could have I could have made that my policy on my own. I could have said, you know what? I want to be a no-smoking restaurant. It was up but, to you, yeah. Yeah, up to me. But who right. the hell are they to ban people from smoking? What if a restaurant wants to be a smoking restaurant? They're, right. They, they want to, you know, it's uh, they have alcohol that goes well with cigarettes or yeah, cigars I, or whatever. They should do I what they want. I totally agree, yeah. But, but, see, but see, people pick and choose – you know, these supposed freedom fighters pick and choose which laws they 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 like. And they don't really, you know, I, you know, I heard somebody one day, 
they they heard a Harley Davidson go down the street, and you know, and it was loud, and they said uh-huh. they should ban that. And I said, yeah. Listen to what you're saying. You're piling so many law, law top of law on top of law. Before you know it, you can't do anything. You know, in Huntington Beach in California, you know, um, you know where the restaurant is. There was a time when man, there were there were fire pits on the beach. There were they were lit all night long. You would drive down PCH. It's, it's so beautiful. And yeah. now there's so many restrictions. You can do this. You can't do that. I mean, it's just everything's changed. You know. So a new start completely. Yeah, needed, right? That's what I think. That's how I feel. So yeah. you're not looking for, you know, coming down to the bottom line, you're not looking for more business. You've already, you're already packed with business overflowing, right? Yeah. For yeah. your restaurant. Yeah. So, so what's your purpose now? What do you want? I want complete and utter victory. I want them to surrender. What, what I've stated even in my videos is I want them to drop all charges against all businesses uh-huh. I want them to issue an official apology for what they've done. Um, I want us as Americans to qualify brand new candidates for all public office. And they have to have a history that demonstrates that they've never, um, that, 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 that demonstrates that they will govern by the constitution only. Um, I think if, you know, like I said earlier, if you've, you know, if you have, a, if you have a history of compliance at all with the lockdowns. You can't run office in this country. There's a guy, there's a guy in San Diego running for the recall. His name is Faulkner, Kevin Faulkner. I don't know if you heard of him. No. Uh, where's your office? Uh, Arizona, Sedona. Arizona, yeah. Kevin Faulkner. And he's, he's running like he's some savior. It's like, are you kidding me? You, you locked down your own city. You locked down the beaches. You locked down, you were one of the first and you did it hard. I mean, you, you sent the police out the first night. Uh, uh, meeting with business owners, telling them that what the restrictions were, you know, we're actually going to be. I have video of it, and you're going to tell us that you're going to be the guy that's going to save us from uh, from Newsom, you know, from Gavin Pelosi. So, I mean, it's it's just uh, it's all about standards. People have to have Americans have to have American standards. One of the things that people say is hard to find good candidates is that you need people with those standards and the character and courage, but they also have to have tons of money. Uh, and it's well, hard to find that combination. Yeah, but I think I think that's changing. I think with the I think with the internet and, and social media, when you think about Trump, how, how he I mean, I know he's Trump, so he he got a lot of built in uh, you know built in coverage because he's Trump, he was well right? known before. Yeah, yeah, but he did a lot of it on social media. I think I think if I think it's changing. I think because of social media, and I think because of the internet. Um, Do you think that the new free speech social media platforms are going to be able to overcome the ones that are knocking everybody? No, 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 no. I think you mean the new ones that are being created? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the only way we're going to do this. But it's funny because I gave a speech. I gave a speech in Ventura County and um, it was in front of a big crowd. I was Mm -hmm. on top top of a it was a flatbed uh, truck. They did it like like old style. It's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Right. And they had streaming the whole event there, a company called Right Side Media. Have you heard of them? Yes. Yeah. They're good. So they, they, they tout themselves as a free speech, you know, alternative. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're, we're conservative, you know, media. We've covered all the Trump speeches, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I get up, I give the speech, and it's a hardline speech. I start talking about the masks and how, how hardline I'm against the mask. Anyway. Right. So I walk off the podium and I'm noticing that, that the hosts are interviewing all the other speakers, but they're not interviewing me. They're not even talking to me. They're shunning me. 
But, oh. you know, whatever, it's fine. So I left and I'm driving home you know, with my buddy and, and my phone is exploding with text messages. And people are saying, Tony, we're watching it. And within the first couple of minutes, they, they cut you off. Right Side and, Media did that? Yeah. And they sent wow. me, a, yeah, they sent me, it's on our, it's on our Instagram page. Um, and they sent me a link to the speech. And the minute I said, ban the damn masks, I said, yeah. just, just like that. Yeah. They turn the camera away from me. They start talking over me. <clears throat> and the guys go, go, uh, the reason why you're not hearing the speaker right now is because he, he's, he's violating, um, um, some sort of agreement that, that we have with our hosts and we can't afford to lose our hosting company that's hosting our When you say the host, you're talking about the internet company that's yes. putting right side on yes. the, on yes. the yes. And we, we, we depend on the funds that we get from, 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 from our advertising with that platform. And they cut me, they censored me and I went online and blasted them. I'll, um, Good. Good. I'll, I'll, I'll send you that as well, but. I'd like I think, to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think for your, for your viewers and your listeners to, uh, to get a sense of our fight and the history of it, they can go, uh, to our, our Instagram page, which is, uh, Basilico's HB, uh, the restaurant. I'll say it now. You and I talked about it earlier, Basilico's pasta, Evino in Huntington beach, but Basilico's HB. If you post that, they'll get some great, great entertainment. They'll see fighting, a fighting style that will entertain them and they'll get a kick, I'll get a kick out of because. Because we try to mock everybody that we possibly can, we taunt and and, and flout the mandates and and um, you know punch them every chance that we get. So is this a website? Uh, Instagram is just Instagram. You, you've heard Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Instagram. HB, like no, no, no Basilica. Uh, so if they if they go to Instagram, yeah, the, uh, the username is Basilicos HB. B A S I L I C O S H B. Basilicos Huntington Beach. Oh, Huntington Beach. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I just, you know, what I want from this is I'm thinking, of what what do we get for, you know, this exposure? And, and we want a response. You know, we want you to feel like you've got allies everywhere, not just people who say, thank you. You're so great. You know, but here's what we're going to do because of what your example is showing. I think that'd be amazing. You know, um, I, you know, I think what would be, what would be really cool is whoever's listening to you, maybe they could document something that, that they're doing and send yeah. it to me and send it to me. And, um, you know, if they want to come and, and sit with me at the restaurant and, and have a glass of wine or pasta yeah. and talk to me about what their situation, I think I'll talk to everybody. Great. Yeah. I'll talk yeah. to anybody. And I'll if they want to, if they want to see you, they have to show up there Friday or Saturday night, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they call the restaurant and they leave a message, um, yeah. the guys will get it to me, and I'll get in touch with them, and we can set something up. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, that's I'll get great. On the, I can get on the phone with them. I can meet, meet them in, in person, whatever, whatever it takes. If they want to send you a video of what they do in response. Sure, or they can send it to you, or they, like, they can send it to you, and you can forward it to me. That's fine. Okay, too. I'll do that. I'll do that. And um, what about finances? Is, is there a point of raising money for this whole project, or is that irrelevant at this point? No, I don't. You know, I don't like to ask to to, to, to ask for anything. Um, I think people who, I think if people uh, <clears throat> just uh, 
just do do their part. That's a, that's enough. I mean, yeah. you know, the people that come to the restaurant when they come, they feel like they're part of the battle. They feel like they're part of the movement. So it really, it really inspires them just yeah. to be there. Inspires us too. Um, they be they they always leave uh, after making brand new friends, uh, and they feel good about it. So it's a very special place. It seems like there should be a network of <clears throat> not not all, first of all restaurants that go along with with the uh, model that you're setting up, and they do it in whatever city in the country that they're located in. But yeah. not just not just restaurants; it should spread to other businesses as well. Yeah, I mean, our website it it, it clearly says that. It's intended for all businesses. Exactly. Yeah, and not, then not just restaurants. The general public should follow suit in the same spirit. Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to keep thinking about what we can do to get the response that we're after as fast as possible. And uh, maybe we can stay in touch. And anytime that something happens that's worth sharing with the audience, I hope you'll feel free to come back. That would be great. I would love it. Um, I enjoyed it. I hope so. I, I hope I didn't bore you or anything. You're great. No, you ask, you ask great questions for sure. I've, I've interviewed with a lot, with a lot of people <clears throat> and your questions are poignant. They're right on the money. Yeah. And, and, and I'm going to send you some, some stuff too that you can. Please do. Yes. Any of us that are aware of what's going on and, and, you know, you've helped me personally see that, all these, I'm, I'm working in a lot of different areas right now because there's so many things that need to be corrected. But you really showed me the value of the single pointed priority, you know, freedom, not just, not just because it's America, but because the founding documents in America that explain the number one priority of freedom specifically said it's for people all over the world. So wherever people are listening from, they need to do the same thing. And, and, and that's like I said, we, they were all watching us. People around the world are watching us. They are. Yeah, Remember be, before China recently invaded <clears throat> Hong Kong again and is taking it over, before that really got started, people in Hong Kong were showing more American patriotism than the people in America. They were coming up with with signs saying we love America. And, How sad is yeah? Oh. That's yeah. I saw that. So it's yeah. It's it's uh, they love our country and 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 they want to be like us. But <clears throat> I think how they've seen with that how we've responded this time. It's kind of let them down. Yeah, we need to turn that around because <clears throat> people in yeah. in communist China, people in North Korea, people in Iran, living under the theocracy, there there they all have exactly the same rights. That's right. I'm, I'm in agreement there, 100%. You're yeah, right. Neat. Yeah. Okay, well, I want everybody to be inspired into action by you, not just into saying, wow, what you're doing is great, you know, but, you know, that's nice to say, but the way you really say it is change what you're doing. Yes. Huh. Yeah, get up. Get up tomorrow. It's a brand new day. Yeah. And, uh, and be, be brave. Be brave like our founders. Be brave like the men and women who fought and died for this country. Be like you know, what you imagine they used to be like, right? Don't, yeah, be an American. I tell people, you know, I, I say this all the time, you're American, act like it. Yeah, that, would, that would stand out and it would start waking other people up yep. to do the same you're thing. You're an American, act like it, simple as yeah. that. Yeah. Okay, so we got our work cut out for us. We do. Hold up, hold on, and we'll say goodbye in the break here. Okay, thank you. Uh, yeah. 
So there goes Tony Roman, you guys, the owner of Basilico's Restaurant in Huntington Beach, California, where he's invited everybody to come join him and see him and talk to him. And if you're actually going to be going to California, if you don't already live in California, he says call and leave a message. And as you heard on the recording that we actually got permission to use from Basilico's, don't push the button that says leave a death threat. Push the other button that says make a reservation. And if they're busy, which they usually are, because I've called there before, just leave a message that you're coming to visit and when you'll be there and things like that. Just the main kind of support that Tony wants, for my understanding, is for all of us to incorporate the same spirit in our daily lives, not antagonistically. He's very polite to the people that he is talking to when he's not complying, but he's spreading the awareness of, uh, and the memory, I should say, of America being a country founded on the principle of individual freedom, not the fake idea of the good of the whole, whereby you give up all your individual God-given rights and do whatever you're told to follow orders. Even in a real situation, if the pandemic was real, which could happen at any time, it's still your rights come from God, and they're what's called inalienable or unalienable. I don't actually know which one is a better term, but not revocable in times of emergency. So you just have them all the time. You have them no matter where you live. You have the same God-given rights in communist China and North Korea, in any other country around the world, in Africa, South America, anywhere in North America where where they're quickly being eroded, they're not alienable. You can't lose them. Governments can forget that you have them or hope that you forget, but you don't lose them. And he wants that spirit to come back and for people to drop fear. And I totally agree with that. And, And he's saying it helps to get over fear by remembering your what you're actually living for, you know, not trying to just weasel around restrictions and regulations and things like that and imply that they're valid because if they impinge on God-given natural rights, they're not valid. And um, he's not just saying that as another person with a bunch of talk. He's doing it in amazing ways that are so foreign to what people have gotten used to now that he says not one business that he knows of has followed his example and has been doing it for a long time, all through the lockdowns. Not one business, right? So um, I think what he'd like to see come out of the show is not people saying, wow, that's inspiring, or, I mean, some might say he's crazy. I don't think our listeners would think he's crazy. They'd think he was inspiring and then just go back to whatever they were doing, especially for business owners, restaurants and other, other businesses. He's saying what you do matters. Demonstrate what you believe in, you know, not, not indoctrinating somebody else to make them say they agree, demonstrate it in the character and courage that your actions come from. And, I'm talking to myself, too. We all need to listen to that and make the time that he gave us to do the show worthwhile. It wasn't supposed to be entertainment. Okay, so self-assessment, see where you are now, 
how integrated with character or hypocritical our own life actions are and fix them where necessary. I think that's what he would want us to do. Um, that's about it, except for his website, I should mention, and his Instagram. The Instagram is Instagram.com slash Basilicos, B-A-S-I-L-I-C-O-S-H-B, which stands for Huntington Beach. That's the city in California where they're located. And if you go there, you'll see his Instagram. You can stay in touch that way. And he's also got a site with a lot of video and other information on it called Make Restaurants, plural, greatagain.com. And it's for all kinds of businesses. And it again, it's supposed to not just be a spectator site or an entertainment site. It's supposed to give us the memory of what America was supposed to demonstrate for the rest of the world. You know, certainly not just for Americans. That was the whole point of what the founders put in the Declaration and other founding documents, is that it doesn't, your rights are not determined by where you live. It was a unique idea to start a country that was based on acknowledging that. But if you're not happening to be born in America this time, and you're in Canada or you're in South Africa or you're in North Korea or you're in Russia or China or South America or anywhere, Australia, that declaration was talking about your rights, irrespective of where you might live. And I think we're being asked to make the transition between the spectator mode, oh, that's interesting or that's inspiring or, wow, I think he's actually right, to, okay, so what are you going to do? And you don't have to go out and make some big earth-shaking demonstration um, necessarily, but just the stuff that you're being asked to relate to in your day-to-day life. Make sure that's in line with what you really value. You know, if you're a certain philosophy or a certain religion or certain group, what are your ideals? You know, like the ideal of treating others, you know, as loving them as if they were yourself or showing that you're devoted to something higher, love of God and spirit and the things that are ideals that we're not supposed to just worship from a distance, but you're supposed to become a a demonstration of that. That was, I think, the whole point of the show, you know, which can easily be forgotten unless we take it seriously and say, how can we be more respectful and kind to other people and help them mostly by example, not by telling them to change, but if they see you, they should just get inspired. And it's something we can all start working for right now, I would say. So that's about it. Um, This has been our Sunday show. We have incredible people coming on every week and really blessed to be able to interact with some of these incredible individuals. And then on on Saturday, we have Lost Arts Radio Live, which is related to current events. All this stuff is ending up related to current events, I guess, but... um, That's what the specific purpose of Lost Arts Radio Live is. That's every Saturday afternoon at 4.30 Pacific U.S. time, 7.30 Eastern, and then a half hour after it's over. We have Planetary Healing Club, which you can access at planetaryhealingclub.com. And that's if you want to go farther into it and start looking at how you can transform your own life. That's what we were just talking about. 
everything from physical health to consciousness and everything in between. You know, being an example of what you believe instead of just reciting it. And um, you can also support us on our sites if you have the resources to do that and you want to see us be able to do our projects and stay on the air and all that. Go to lostartsradio.com. There's a donate button there. And at subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. Um, and also it's a good way to keep in touch with where we're on the air, where we're live streaming, where the recorded videos are, because it could change, you know, due to free speech sites or censorship sites that change moment to moment. And if we disappear from some of those, we'll show up other places and you can stay in touch that way. So I think that's about it. I think I remembered everything to tell you. Got the website, make, make restaurants great again.com really educational site supposed to inspire businesses and individuals to live up to what Tony's talking about and take it farther. Send him video of what you did. Um, He really wants to inspire everybody, which I think is great. So have a great week. Take care of yourself. Remember that the influence of what you become and demonstrate just by being who you are is unlimited power and uh, let it, let it flow through you. And start whenever you want, no matter what we've done up to now. Mistakes we made in the past are over. So start now and see what you can do. And we'll see you here next time. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level. From extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our Subscribestar levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on Facebook Live, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. 
The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the band ones are on our YouTube channel at Lost Arts Radio. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month, where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Living in America used to be a dream For so many people far away and unseen With their big cars Everything is possible, just believe that you can Cause we're God's chosen children Living in America with our long hugs and white picket fences Living in America was a dream Now they believe that their Savior has come Deliver all their people back to the kingdom Let them not try to stop us all getting our way Cause we have what it takes to change the world again
little brother, our queen and country, follows us everywhere. Cause they've lost their voice, they've lost their way, and feel safe in our shadow. Now it's all gone. 